When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome you to Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan. We're going to start the show off with a song called Company Man by Spencer Thomas off his album, Hanging Tough. And uh, you can find that wherever music is heard. Here we go. Tapped in vinyl, and uh, we open this thing up. Uh, got Monk on with me as always. And, hey, uh, we brought Big John on from Off the Deep End. What's so up, we, guys? How's it going? 
we have got a off the untapped in <laughs> something like yeah. that that's something <laughs> we've talked in yeah, yeah yeah something we've talked about for uh, for a long time yeah so yeah glad it finally came together yeah, we got together finally over awesome. beer yeah <laughs> the best thing yeah all right so well we got bad weather in mississippi and it'll carry on into alabama and i told monk this morning that uh if i was going to be blown away doing a podcast <laughs> i wanted to be drinking ghosts in the machine yeah. yeah, and it's kind of fitting too. I think is the very first one we did. We started out with Ghost in the in the Machine. This is our tenth one. This is our tenth one. <laughs> I, see, is. you put you post them up with Roman numerals, and after the X, I don't really know shit yeah. else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe X one 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 is eight, right? Uh, V-1-1. Oh, V-1-1. Well, shit. See, I'm already lost. But anyway, so yeah. ten. So it's fitting that we end 2019, our last podcast of 2019 with Ghost in the Machine. That's it. So welcome, man. Yeah, it's my first time being on Untapped and Vinyl. I dig it. I dig it. (laughs) I've already had a beer, and I'm about to have this delicious beer right here. You're gonna you're gonna dig it even more after about three of them. Hold on, let's look at the alcohol content. Oh, it's right. Yeah, it's like eight, I think, on uh, on Ghost of the Machine. Nice. But still, still one of my favorite beers. But one it of doesn't my... taste like it, though. Mm. It doesn't taste like it. Because it's, it's the, uh, it tastes real. It's not big and boozy. Floral. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. A, yeah, I get a real floral yeah, taste. Yeah, it got the, it. the fruit, the kind of grapefruit finish and everything. Mm-hmm. But it's still one of my favorite beers of all. And I'm Parish Brewing Company. Yeah. I'll never say a bad word about those guys. Cause and they're super nice guys, too. Are they? they? Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, I heard the brewery was pretty cool down there, yeah. too. I haven't been. I met a couple of the reps. Yeah. Like, I've contacted them a couple of times about, like, uh, hey, man, hit us up for a special rate. Yeah. We drink the hell out of your stuff. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, we had, we've had Bloom on before, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorites. That's another hazy the, IPA the that they MV, make. The Envy. Yes. Uh, the other Envy that's heavier. Uh-huh. The heavier Envy I like with the black label. That's, that's the, old, the better one. That is. Yeah. The, yeah, and didn't they do the uh, the Atticus? Was that Parish? That did the Atticus? I think it was. I'm not, it's either them or the the New Belgium. No, I don't think it was New Belgium. But this is the top line. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah this is their most solid effort, I think. Because you go to a bar, man, you can expect to pay seven, eight bucks for one of these. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And to buy a four pack, you're looking at anywhere from nine to twelve bucks. Yeah, I was over at a beer store over in West Point, dude, and I was like, "Oh, oh my smokestack god, is yeah, solid, smokestack too, yeah. solid." I'm like, "Huh." They got a great selection. Yeah, I wish we had something, you know, similar like that to here. That here, but yeah, it, it would, I think if there was something similar to that here, it would take away from the smokestack though, because now you got to travel. Yeah, but I don't want to travel. You know, I mean, yeah, now, convenient. I mean, for, for me, I mean, Starwell's got brewskis. I mean, why can't we have something? You know? Yeah, yeah I mean, for yeah. for me, I head on over to uh, to Tuscaloosa go to Lusa Brews. Oh yeah, absolutely. Not a paid endorsement, but it should be. <laughs> Great, shout, out, shout out to Lusa. <laughs> yeah. I'll go ahead and plug Druid City. Thank you, Bo, for all. Yes, the and you make. and yeah. congratulations to Bo and Elliot, uh, having merged now, joined forces with Straight to Ale Brewing Company out nice. of Huntsville. Okay. Um, so <clears throat> I think bigger and better things coming. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if how I don't really know the whole situation. I like I don't think the beer is going to actually be brewed in Tuscaloosa. I don't know. Um, but some of the names are going to change. But they're keeping the recipes. They love what what Bo and them are doing, and I think Bo and Elliot still going to be a part of everything too. So okay. But they will still be based in Tuscaloosa. Okay, so. great. That, that was and there will be options for for I think bottling and canning as well moving into the future. So. That's one thing that I That's think cool. Druid. I, I mean, want the lamp Druid City. In a oh man, yes. Arcan, either way. I, man, I, I don't care. I love <laughs> that is my favorite IPA of all yeah. time. Lamp yeah. lighter IPA. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. 
<laughs> we've we've had that before here on we on tap. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it was for the uh, we went and called a show, and while I was there, was it? We was it preacher van? Was no. it preacher? No, no, it, it, it would have been before that. I think yeah. I just went over there and grabbed some. Yeah, and, I think you did. Yeah. yeah, I don't think we went over for it. You came and joined me for some show. It was preacher van, and then I called Taylor. Of gotcha. Course. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the only two shows I think I've caught there. But anyway, let's get the rolling on into uh, that's your untapped, and uh, you'll hear us as we get further untapped. <laughs> <laughs> let's move <coughs> off into music, and so uh, Monk, what is the question? Um, the question is like, what records or bands influenced each of us growing up? Because I mean, I know there's a difference in age. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I'm way older than the both of you. You're closer but I think your musical taste differ a lot so yeah I'm just kind of open it up maybe you know interview you right now yeah. Alan what do you what do you have what what records kind of shaped you or what bands had the most impact on you growing up early years uh, going to the river with my dad I would say it was bands like 38 special mm-hmm. um, Def Leppard um, it was those bands those all in that area yeah. um, Bon Jovi I remember listening to those cats. And as I got older, when I was about 15, 16, it became more alternative. It was Taking Back Sunday, uh, Rise Against. Mm. And that's the only time I started playing guitar. And so that was another transformation. was like uh, you had bands like Blink-182 that was insanely popular at the time. So when I was learning how to play guitar, of course I wanted to be able to play those songs. I never really was a big country radio fan, never did care a whole lot for what that was going on. Uh, always choosing the alternative. And when I was introduced to Band of Horses, um, Dennis McKay, uh, done some recording with him and done lessons with him. It was about a week before I went to Memphis in May. And like, this is kind of the high marker for me. Uh, it's your Lacero, yeah. it's my Band of Horses. Yeah. Is uh, I was I was a week away from going to Memphis and made Bill Street Music Fest to go um, to my first music festival. Mm-hmm. Had never gone, and um, Dennis just taught me how to play the funeral. And for a lot of people, that's probably the only song they know by Band of Horses. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, they're gonna be up there, and he was just giving me a list. And we looked at the lineup together, and he was like, go see this, go see this, go see this. And it yeah. was, you know, the low liners, the not the headliners, sure, sure. but yeah, the folks yeah. you should check out on the side stage. The people that I go to yeah. festivals yeah. and look for. Right. Yeah. 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 And uh, Band of Horses was one of those bands. And I remember, I mean, we saw a lot of great bands that first show, but uh, Band of Horses was, it was cream of the crop. Man, I've seen them. I've seen them live. They were at Slice Fest one year, I think. Mm-hmm. I want to say Did they, they still do the projector in the back with oh, just yeah. random sheep yes. grazing in pastures <laughs> that had nothing to do with the music? Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Uh, and then from that, man, I think it was movement. When I moved down to Mobile, um, I made new friends, obviously, because my friends didn't move with me. And so then the music influence changed a little bit more. And I got into more of, uh, it was more off the record and more, even more alternative to radio. It would be, Bands like Manchester Orchestra, mm-hmm. yeah. and um, it Saw would be them at Iron and Wine with Sam Bean yeah, and uh, City and Color, Dallas Green, uh, and went heavy off into the singer songwriter uh, Gregory Allen Sokov. Huge influence on uh, the way I like to try to write and the, the way I like songs to sound. Yeah, uh, yeah. So 
I've always teetered more toward the songwriter. And now that I'm, as I get older I, and go to the Sunstroke and get to meet these wonderful artists mm-hmm. apart from their band, I mean, I, I definitely lean more that way. Yeah. To the singer-songwriter type, the, I guess, more Americana, as broad as spectrum as that is, it can go rock our country now. Um, yeah. So that, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, I think for me, and I'll just jump in next, um, I think for me, some of the, the biggest influence musically, you know, growing up, my mother and my father, um, we did not all grow up in the same house. So, you know, dad listened to what he listened to. My mom listened to a very eclectic blend. My dad was more just like straight up country, you yeah. know, at this time, you know, 70s, 80s country, stuff like that. Um, never really had a pull on me, except for Randy Travis. Yeah. There's something about Randy Travis. Always <laughs> like, but that, I wouldn't say that had any kind of impact or influence on me. But, but finding my mom's box of uh, 45 records when I was a kid and having a turntable in my room yeah. and sitting and, and discovering people like... Um, uh, Joan Baez and Joni Mitchell and The Doors and CCR and Bob Marley and The Wailers and you know bands like that really had an influence on me but I <clears throat> I think I told the story one time I was listening to some shitty hair metal uh, Vinnie Vincent Invasion um, he at one point played guitar with Kiss replaced Ace Freely for a time but Vinnie Vincent had this record out his tape out and I had it and my cousin borrowed it from me and one day he was like, man, I, I want to trade you something for that Vinnie Vincent record if you if you want to. And I'm like, yeah. And I'd just seen a cassette land in his console, like where the where the little uh, the parking brake stick is, you know. And it didn't have a case, anything. And all the, the cassette set on it was Never Mind the Bollocks, Here's the Sex Pistols. And so I was like, how about that, that Never Mind the Bollocks, Here's the Sex Pistols record? That record absolutely changed the way I listened to music. So when that happened, I started hanging around like-minded people. I found all my friends. I started a punk band. Um, I was really listening to The Misfits and Black Flag and Circle Jerks and TSOL and DI and, you know, all of the, I just, fucking anything I possibly could. Bad Brains was a big band uh, uh, for me. Uh, Fugazi, Minor Threat, you know, both, anything that, that Ian McKay ever touched. I was into anything Henry Rollins ever did, I was into anything Glenn Danzig did, I was into, you know. So those are probably that early um, set of punk rock. And I think Lollapalooza, um, because I was in 1992, I was 18 years old, 17, 18 years old. So I went to, yeah, yeah. So when Nirvana blew the top off fucking music world and Pearl Jam and everybody else slid on in, I was right there. I was like 17, 18 years old that time. I went to Lollapalooza 2. And I went to Lollapalooza 3 when it used to tour down at UNO Lakefront Arena. Mm-hmm. And I got to see Pearl Jam on the 10 tour. I got to see Soundgarden on Bad Motor Finger tour. I got to see Rage Against the Machine. During, I'm so jealous of you right <laughs> during now. During during their, and, I, and I totally <laughs> left that out. Chris Cornell and uh, Audio Slave or Soundgarden or mm-hmm. anything. He's had his hands on his solo album. Anything that he's done. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but Love Lollapalooza, that. that's like... My brain exploded, you know, for two straight years, you know, yeah. to see Rage Against the Machine play right before for Tool, you know, and then to see Ice Cube and shit, man. I mean, so many great. I got to see House of Pain during their first record, Cypress Hill during their first record, all on Lollapalooza, you know. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, like that, like all of all of that whole time period, I would say, I would just say encapsulate everything like hip hop and and. uh uh, alternative from like 90 because I'm talking even going back because we were grunge here in Columbus, Mississippi. There was a small group of us before grunge was ever a fucking thing. 
before everybody and before it was available at Hot oh, Topic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We were walking around in combat boots with flannels on. We were listening yeah. to Mud Honey and Green River I've seen and those bands like that. You know? Yeah, yeah. I've you seen know? long-haired monk before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I would say you know, the, the the record that really influenced me the most or had the most influence in my life was Nevermind the Bollocks. Here's the Sex Pistols. Because when I heard that, the way I listened to music just changed. I think, like, uh, I guess to go back and correctly answer it, then we'll pass it back over to uh, Vic John would be, uh, um, it was Heart Songs by Weezer, and I don't remember which colored album they put that on there. And he had a line that said, uh, it broke the chains upon my soul, and he was talking about the Nirvana album with the naked baby on it. Yeah, yeah. never mind. And then I go and listen to that, and I, I agree with, um, I agree with him. Like that, yeah. that was that was a monumental thing. Sure. Uh, just for and when I go out and interview these musicians, that album comes up quite a bit. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've got a quick little story with that. At that point, when that record came out, or when Smells Like Teen Spirit came out, um, I was in a band. We were kind of a metally punk kind of band. Um, we we're called Nothing. And we were all sitting around at our bass player's house and watched 120 minutes and they premiered Nirvana Smells Like Teen Spirit. And we were all just like, you know, mouths to the floor going, what the fuck? So Jim Bob, our guitar player, was the only one that had a legit car and license or whatever. So we drove down to Camelot Music down in the mall here in Columbus and we bought the cassette tape and then within like an hour and a half, two hours, we were playing the song in the, in the bedroom. <laughs> it was like, oh my gosh, you know? So nice. yeah, yeah, I mean, that, that record definitely had an influence on me, you know? All right, Big John, let's hear it. Man, I started off early. Country music, dude. That's what the folks was listening to, man. And let, I want to, like, not only your influence for music, I want to hear how uh, the radio story again, too. Like, how you got wrapped into that. Dude. And if if your music influence journey had anything to do with it. it man, actually working in the radio has completely changed my music taste. It is, com- like... I didn't like classic rock. Now there, I got some classic rock bands that I love, other than the Grateful Dead. You know, yeah. I've always been a Deadhead. Yeah. But but anyway, I'll just go. Yeah, yeah, I'll go back. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I guess you know country music to start off with. You know, just the '90s country stuff. That that's what I grew up on. Garth you know, Brooks and Dunn. Yeah. I love Garth Brooks, Mark Chestnut. Those guys yeah, love yeah. those cats. And then I started getting older, and I I found like I got the got my Boy Scouts found out about the Grateful Dead and 311 and I'm like holy shit what is all this <laughs> 311 is good yeah. and uh, yeah. then then like so I started fucking rocking 311 all the time I was like 11 years old dude rocking 311 and then that came Sublime uh-huh. and then it went to Pearl Jam I don't know how it just made that transition I went from uh, you know like 311 to Sublime to Pearl Jam yeah. All about like fourth grade. Yeah. I mean I, that 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 was that influx of music at that yeah. time. It was just pushing through, you know. Yeah, like I was, I was in the talking fourth about fourth grade, like yeah. rocking dude, I was rocking stuff that I didn't even know what in the hell they were talking about. <laughs> yeah. And that's young, dude. That's early. Eleven years old, dude, jamming out to black, like in my headphones on cassette. Just like that shit changed my life, man. Okay, yeah. What was it? My favorite, favorite, absolute favorite Pearl Jam album to this day is uh, Versus, the one with all the little yeah. like crop work pictures on the front. Yeah. Love that album. Still, dude, favorite song in my tree. Beautiful. Oh, I like Given the Fly. I think it's Given my the favorite. Given the Fly is a good one. Yeah, I like Pearl that Jam one too. Song. Yeah, and uh, I don't know, man. It's then it 
getting into the radio and stuff. I was working at a bar, dude, you know? It's so funny, like, that you worked at a classic, I guess it's the same with you, though. It's like you worked at a classic. No, we worked at the same station. Yeah, I, worked, used to, I used to run 99.9 You worked at a classic rock station, but didn't give a shit I about classic rock. I could not care less <laughs> about classic rock. I, you know, like, I didn't consider Pearl Jam classic rock, because I've been listening to that since I was a kid. So that's not classic rock. Yeah. There's a few bands, you know, that I listened to when I was coming up. and like, oh, that's cool. We'll listen to that. That's why when I was first starting out, dude, my air shift, when they finally gave me a little freedom to change songs, it was just a lot of grunge and like Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, and yeah, that's about it. And then he's like, yeah. "Nah, man, you got to broaden this shit a little bit." I'm like, "Okay." So then I started actually exploring, dude, and I found out I like the Almond Brothers. Still don't like ZZ Top. <sighs> yeah. I've had I've found four songs from ZZ Top I like though. Okay. I like TV dinners. Yeah. And uh, I like uh, Under Pressure. Yeah. And uh, Jesus Just Left Chicago. Okay, okay, on the okay. Bus. Yeah. Now you're making my soul feel a little better because you're hitting all those 80 shitty ZZ Top songs. And yeah. you weren't getting, you get to the bluesy stuff, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I've, I'm just now starting to find the bluesy ZZ Top because all I, only ex- exposure I had to it was what was on there. Sure, and I sure, heard I Jesus you. Just Left Chicago and I'm like, holy shit, this is yeah. ZZ Top. Yeah. I heard it on the X. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Jesus. What? Uh, oh my gosh! I'm drawing all kind of blanks now, man. On some of the great. I've got the best of ZZ Top. That's the only vinyl I have of ZZ Top, and it's all the early shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All before the Afterburner and all that crap hit. I, I'm so glad I got to do it. Um, it was the second time that I went to Bill Street Music Festival, maybe five to seven years ago. It's hard for me to pinpoint it. ZZ Top was there. They played right after the Black Keys. Oh man, oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, you want to talk cool. about two audiences that don't mix? I can only imagine. Because <laughs> Black Key fans, they're douchebags. Yeah. <laughs> and ZZ Top fans don't take no shit. And you're a Black Keys fan. Yeah. <laughs> I am a Black Key fan. So I mean, I'm openly calling myself a doucher. <laughs> yeah. But um, dude, that that was so like, that's probably like, ZZ Top is the only band I've seen that is been a band that long mm-hmm. and like to see them on stage doing yeah. their thing you're like Whoa. it's near perfect mm-hmm. I mean they've been oh, doing yeah. it so yeah. long it is it's like just they all move the same way they it's just all it's all show business oh yeah they like. know what's going on they know what they're yeah. doing and on top of hitting their notes you know they've, yeah, had I mean, it, they've had it figured out for years though you know so Man, if you go back and look around on YouTube, you could find a video of Jimi Hendrix, like on Johnny Carson or or whoever the late night show host was, Dick Cavett or somebody like that. And he mentioned, he's like, anybody out there that you're really into? And he goes, yeah, this little Billy Gibbons kid from Texas is really good. So he got the freaking, you know what I mean? Because they played around a lot. You know, the first, first version of ZZ Top played around with Hendrix, toured with them, you know? The sidewalk... Downs or upside downs or some shit yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. whatever they're called. So, <clears throat> yeah, ZZ Top. I saw them twice, both times with Leonard Skinner. Weird. See, oh, I almost, here. I almost wanted to go to the Leonard Skinner show, like the, yeah. you know, the last little show that they're gonna One do. One with Travis Tritt. Yeah, with Travis Tritt. Yeah. yeah, he puts down that dude. Travis I'll Tritt give, does put I saw show. him acoustic at the uh, the Bama Theater in Tuscaloosa. Just yeah, him yeah. and a guitar. And yeah, I was blown away at how good of a guitar player he is. Oh, yeah. Because I just thought it was just, you know, a bunch of... But he's got history in Tuscaloosa, too, because he recorded a video at Coleman Coliseum. Yeah. So, that is kind of crazy. Yep. Here I remember... Mm, mm, mm. 
that yes. sweet nectar. Yes, and I, uh, we'll talk that's about this beer. Actually, a really good beer. Yeah, too. Yes. yeah, I was, I was pleasantly surprised. I see it, and I just, I don't normally go for anything that's like golden ales or whatever, but it's spot on good. It's, uh, it says easy going on there. It's definitely that. I mean, growing up alone with Thirty Eight Special and Guns and Roses and all that, my dad, of course, would listen to Skinner. Yeah. And I remember uh, some of my first times going out and playing as a teenager and then early 20s, uh, you know, around this area or down in Mobile, there's always that one person in the bar, whenever there's live music, that's going to be like, play some Skinner. Yeah. Or play, play Freebird. Play fucking Freebird, man. Yep. It's even been done at the Sunstroke House here in Columbus before. God, really? <laughs> yeah. It, it was a total joke. Okay. Because, okay yes, okay. because the artist made a joke about it, and then someone yeah. later on said something about Freebird. I mean, John Moreland done it, too, in one of the live performances I saw him. Like, he was just talking about it. He's like, I'm just so glad that no one here said play Freebird. And then, play Freebird. <laughs> it happens. He's like, here we go. Yeah. Every single show, man. So, <laughs> every single show. That, that almost... So that's funny that Leonard Skinner like, has that one. People are just going to quit. I don't know Forever. if it's... Forever. I think it's always going to be a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be. It's just one of those just epic... What's the word I'm looking for? Um, anthems. I mean, It's that's, just an anthem. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like your party fucking anthem. If you're having a good time, you want to hear fucking Freebirds. Yeah. I don't know. I, for 15 <laughs> minutes. For 15 I don't typically, minutes. I don't typically want to hear Freebird every <laughs> yeah. time. I mean, I don't. I mean, that's you were talking about how you didn't like classic rock right at the beginning. Well, I did classic rock. I worked at when uh, actually you may not, you probably know this now working there, but Mix One Hundred Six yeah. here in Columbus used to be a classic rock station. Yep. Used to be in, in that's where I got my first job. I worked overnights over there. Really? Yeah. Okay. So uh, back in '92. Nice. Um, so, but I I stuck through it. I went through that. And then it came over. It was actually ninety nine point nine the storm, mm-hmm. and then it we became, got stickers too. Yeah, yeah. then it became ninety nine point nine the fox. And I used to do an alternative show called Eye of the Storm on Saturday nights that would over be there. Cool. Yeah, um, but I after I finally got out of classic rock, I couldn't listen to classic rock other than the Doors, one of my all time favorite bands. I couldn't listen to classic rock. I still don't like Led Zeppelin. I know, I know, I know, I know. I don't like the Who. Uh, <laughs> I, I really and I and this this is this was even like this before I worked classic rock. I and I don't like the Eagles. Somebody, mm, I love the Eagles. I, yeah, I mean, somebody's gonna I like strike. Joe Walsh. Somebody's gonna strike me down, but I absolutely dislike Queen. I have, I, 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 have, I, mean, I respect their 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 musicianship. I respect their. I talent. respect the Eagles and their harmonies and everything yes, they but, do, but I. I, I just, don't I like just, I'm not yeah. a queen fan. I'm like Big Lebowski on that. I'm yeah. Like, I like uh, I like Bottom Girls. That's about the only song I like from from Queen. Yeah. Mm. I like Queen. Yeah. Really? Mm. Yeah. Like everybody was all raving on that Queen movie when it came out. Like, I ain't gonna watch it. <laughs> no, I, mean, I, I, no. I, I have yet to see it. No. no, don't care. <laughs> I know. There's like this like holy grail around Queen and Freddie Mercury and what he did and all I that mean, stuff Freddie like Mercury, that. You know, great artist, sure, dude, great I mean, singer. And Brian May's a fantastic guitar yeah. player, but I just it's not just my that, bag, yeah, you know. Not yeah. My thing, yeah. So, but yeah, it took me a while to start get to where I can listen to. I still I don't like to listen to Skinner a whole lot, you know. Like I'm, you know, freaking working for MCA and some shit like that, you know, and give me back my bullets. Some yeah. of the rougher stuff I kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, but all the shit that we played the hell out of, because it's like. In classic rock, what you run into, and that's why, like, like uh, uh, Sammy, 
Wild and I were talking the other night. It's like that's what's good about a station like 99.9 The Fox is that they Please. integrate the newer stuff because uh-huh. Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin, that's oldies now. Yeah, it's you oldies. Know? Yeah. yeah, it's not classic rock. Anymore. Yeah, it's, it's, oldies. Not, it's oldies. But there's got to be at some point new classic rock. That's why it's good to throw in some John Mellencamp and to throw yeah. in some Pearl, Pearl Jam, Jam and Nirvana and stuff. You know, whether you want to think about it as classic rock, it is. I mean, it we're is, getting yeah. older. I mean, so is yeah. that music. 20 yeah. years is all it takes. 20, 20 years the, is all that's the definition. 20 the, the years. First, the first Rage Against the Machine record came out 27 years ago. That is classic rock by definition. Yes. Whether you want to believe it or not. Classic metal. Yeah, classic <laughs> metal. So how old do you feel now? Because we were yeah. talking like, I remember third, fourth grade when yeah, I was a kid. I, I literally grew up with the music, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's like that's like from my childhood. I'm like, that's not classic rock. Yeah. But it is. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It is, though. Whoops. Whoopsie. So, yeah, it's, I mean, that's... That, like getting older, that's one of the like that's that's when I feel the oldest is when I find out some of those records that I listen to. How, like, oh, they're putting out the thirtieth anniversary edition. I'm yeah. like, oh my oh god, god, that came out when I was fifteen. Shit, you know, it's so crazy. It hit me uh, this year. I listened to another classic rock station. I was somewhere else besides the Fox, and they were strictly classic rock. You know, they don't have the those same. Are they don't have the form, the same format. Yeah. yeah. And then I heard them start playing Nirvana, Pearl Jam, and I was like, oh, shit. Shit. Here we go. This classic rock. Yeah, it is, though, but <laughs> it is. I was like, my time's coming. Yeah. No, it is, man. And it hurt. It hurt, dude, when I'm sitting here setting up my set list, and I see like stuff that was scheduled that I like, mm-hmm. that I was listening to. Not that I put it in, because I think it's cool, but yeah. it was scheduled. And I'm like, hmm. Yeah, because because at some point, you know, the the people who who made classic rock, you know, who who were alive when those records were hot and, and Adam, they're getting older too. They're not going to be around, you know. So the new generation has to pick up somewhere, yeah. You know, so it's good that you integrate, you know, Alice in Chains every now and again. See, yeah. I, I dig Alice in Chains. That's one of the guys I can get down with because I never yeah. listened to them before, though. I saw them live before Lane Staley, not with oh, the new lead singer. Oh, before Lane Staley? No, I mean, yeah, okay. with, with, Lane, well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, with yeah. Lane Staley, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, the thing about... Yeah, during um, the Dirt tour. Oh, that's a good one. Worst thing I ever did, still got them sitting at my desk to this day. You remember when uh, Chris Cornell played the Tuscaloosa Amphitheater? Yep. I like had four days before he passed two away. Two tickets sitting in my desk. Wow. For me and whoever I was going to take with me. I can't even remember who I was going to take with me now, but I have two tickets... Sitting at my desk for Chris Cornell. Wow. I, 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 I'll be honest, I forgot that they were playing and never got my... T- I never did. Yeah, just never even yeah, went just by slipped my mind office, and all yeah. of a sudden I see people posting videos from Soundgarden. Like, Shit! Tusco's <laughs> Amphitheater. I'm like, damn it. You know? And then like three or four days later he was gone. He's gone. Oh, yeah, dude. Crazy. We could have saw him right there at the end. Yeah. That yeah. hurt. Me. That's why I'm not going to throw those tickets away. Even when I yeah. leave, I'm still going to leave them in the desk. Yeah, that's, that's one death that... that that would hurt. I just, bad. I just didn't understand it. It's like it's like Robin Williams, you know. Yeah, yeah. Who the fuck knew? I mean, the biggest clown we knew, and he was having so much pain. Like I don't know. I don't. I I hope that my brain never gets to the point where it understands stuff like that, you know. But to lose yeah, the talent we've lost level. in the past couple of years, man. I mean, all of the Dolores O'Riordan was one that really stuck with me. Uh, Chris Cornell. Yeah. Um, 
I think about Chris almost every day. Yeah. Know? But I, I mean, I listen to something by Chris. Well, every I'm gonna day. say I listen to either Chris Cornell or Audio Slave. Yeah. You know, just about work every day. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Chester Bennington. That was another Lincoln one. Lincoln Park. Hard one. Yeah. I, yeah. I was. I was in the L. Because they were friends, they and were, it was boom boom. I he was, wrote that song. Another light burns out, yeah. and then he was gone. Yeah. I, I I was in the Lincoln Park Underground, their fan club mm-hmm. for. 2002, 2003, 2004. Up until 2005. It's the last wow. time I was in Lincoln Park Underground, yeah. Mm. Yep. I don't know. I, I, don't, I didn't mean to bring it down. No, it's it, cool. Yeah. I mean, we got to talk about that because yeah. that's what, that has influenced our, our music. It has, yeah. though. Yeah. All those deaths, man. Yeah. Like, even going as far back as uh, Kurt Cobain with Nirvana, that fucking changed music right there yep bam yep they played MTV in New York and then yep. next day he was found dead found dead it was uh, you know I remember it's kind of like you know our parents have that or at least my parents have like when JFK was killed you know and and like we all probably yeah. remember I don't know about you guys but like I remember exactly what was I was doing when 9-11 happened See, yeah. you know and our parents did but I remember I was working at the radio station in Starkville and we were, the news came on. It would like come on to record like every top hour or whatever. Yeah. And it came on to record and it said, you know, the lead singer for Nirvana, Kurt Cobain, found dead in Seattle home. And I'm like, <gasps> I mean, it's just like I sank. I was just like, what the, what? And then this whatever happened? you had programmed to play just changed to Nirvana. Yeah. No. I mean, we were strictly a classic rock uh, station. Boy, we were kind of weird because we threw in some funky Billy Joel, Elton John stuff that was too pop. But that is but, that know. is classic rock, though. I mean, it's soft rock. Or not then. Yeah, not then. We not, didn't start the fire in a classic rock song. Yeah. I don't know what that is, you know. Yeah. But not we that it's a bad song. Yeah. But yeah, we know the lyrics to yeah. it because it's a fucking catchy song. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not a classic rock song. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I just wasn't one of his bigger ones, I guess. But yeah, yeah so I remember where I was the day that happened. Yeah. I, same with Chris uh, Scott from. Uh, uh, oh, Scott Wyland. Scott Wyland yeah, from, from STP. STP. I luckily I got a chance to see him live with uh, Velvet Revolver. Okay, I never, nice. saw him with STP. never saw him with STP. Yeah, and I was I, hoping because we had backstage passes. We're in uh, Birmingham at the Boutwell Auditorium. It was them in a band called the Datsuns. I was really into, um, and I got to meet Duff McKagan and whoever that weird little guitar guy was. Nice. That, that they, yeah, so yeah, Duff McKagan. He just smelled like pot and never smiled. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, we can be friends. <laughs> I'll smile enough for both of us. And so, to, to plug this, um, there's a Netflix documentary on just while I guess while we're talking about this from Sublime, his best friend. Yes. What was that called? I just looked it yeah, up. Let me go back. It it's about Z Man, who was uh, Bradley's best friend. It's best called friend. The Long Way Back. Um, it follows. Um, Z-Man as he helps out Bradley's son um, Jacob he's recovering from his own addiction too mm-hmm. he kind of went down the same path that his father did and um, really a touching moment at the very end of the movie I won't give it away but, yeah, well, yeah. but it's a cool little documentary it's got a lot of a uh, lot about Sublime you learn a lot about Bradley as a person he's um, a lot different than you would think the lead singer of Sublime would be you know? yeah it was, it was wild yeah. it was, they were very wild all those guys were yeah, I mean, that's a band I never got to see live. I kind of hate that I didn't. I, got to, I, Rome, I saw them with Rome the first time they played together at a concert, other than the uh, little tiny show that they did for the family. Yeah. And 
I went, I drove, me and my ex-wife drove all the way to San Bernardino, California to see this show, dude. I'm a sublime fan, man. Oh, I know it, yeah, yeah. And and, uh, I pulled up my sleeve for the people listening in. He has the the sun. Yeah, I have the sun on my forearm and the flowers on the top of my arm. So I'm a fan, and we drove all the way to San Bernardino, and like I've talked about in the podcast before, how I had the utmost respect for Rome at that show because he never once said the name Sublime. When he closed out the show, he said, thanks to Bud and Eric, and thank you for listening to me. I'm wrong. Yeah. And they walked off stage. Nothing yeah. about Sublime, nothing. I'm like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, very cool. And I like how they chose this Sublime with Rome. Yeah. I, I love that. I mean, it's just, you know, because they're, they're sublime included Bradley, so it's never yeah. going to be, it's, it's the three of them. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's, it's Aaron Bud and, and Bradley. Yeah. Past that, it's not. That's like with uh, STP getting back yeah. after Scott. It's They put out that hit, Metas. And that I, dude sounds like Scott Weiland, but it's not going to ever be STP or Scott Weiland. I mean, I think the same about Blind Melon and the guy yeah. they got singing for them. Yeah. He, he Documentary sounds, on that. Because, I mean, I yeah. saw, yeah, I saw Blind Melon several times. I met Shannon Hoon before, and the guy almost spot on. If you close your eyes at a live show, he sounds like Shannon Hoon. It's amazing. Um, I got a chance to see them over in uh, in Birmingham when City Stages was still a thing. Yeah, Blind Melon slides, played. Yeah. yeah, and so it was an amazing experience, but it's not, it's not Blind, Blind Melon. Melon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the way it was with uh, Boston. And I've seen them at, uh, in uh, Oak Mountain, I think it yeah. was. You know, they had that Chinese guy. Sounds, sounds great. Is that Boston or Journey? Journey. Was it Journey? Yeah. Journey has the... Yeah, Journey, Journey, Journey. Steve O'Terry or whatever his name yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, it sounded great. If you could get past, there's this Chinese man up front, <laughs> the same guitarist, and, you know, it's yeah. not shit. Journey. You got no really Sean journey. in the band, though. So that's, yeah. that's the only thing. I think he and Steve Perry started the band or something It's cool like hearing a cover band play all those songs fucking accurate as shit, but it's yeah. still a cover band. Yeah, that's, exactly. that's what it's like. Exactly. That's yeah. what it's like. Yeah. I mean, you think about it at this point, there ain't but one original member of the damn Leonard Skinner band left. You're right. You are right. You know, Gary that. Rossington. And then you're hanging on to, to what's his name? Uh, Ricky, uh, the tall blonde guitar player. Me and Striker Because he, he was not an original member of the band, but he came in like second record. Mm-hmm. You know, he yeah. played, because he's the one who played with Blackfoot. That was his band. Yeah. Train Train. That's an excellent classic rock song. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. I like Blackfoot. That little intro of the... Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Okay. I digress. Let's, uh, let's move it up to today. And so... Um, John, we got you on here with us, and last time we were on, we, we talked a little bit about uh, best albums of this year, mm. and so to bring it up today, Man. bring it up today, uh, what were some of your biggest takeaways from 2019, because I thought it was one of the greatest years for music. I got I got a lot more I want to add to my list. I got some too. Yeah. I want to put Spencer Thomas on that thing. Do you then? Yeah, right. It was talented. One of my favorites, and it just came out recently though, was Sturgill Simpson's man, Sound and Sound Fury. Fury. It's, I it's, love a, that it's a weird record, but it's that's weird. Sturgill. You got it, to man. that's what you get. I love that album. The only thing All the, the only thing about that album is like I would almost put it in twenty eighteen when they recorded it. Yeah. Even though it was released this year. Yeah. Hey, it's when it came out and was yeah. available. That's it. Yeah. That's it. 
Yeah, you are right though. It did. He wrote all that shit because he was like, he was working on all the other yeah. like his animation yeah, he had work. The, the the Sound and Fury uh, Netflix special. It's yeah. on there. It's cool. I started to watch it. I couldn't do it, man. It's I just, got, it's, you just I gotta just close your eyes. The anime the stuff. It's I mean, so but weird. I yeah, the anime so stuff weird. I can't get into. So weird, dude. So weird. We need more beer. What are you looking around for? That's what I was looking at. I was like, oh, see yeah, I'm, I'm solid over here. I think we're all at the same level. Yeah, we're about the same point, actually. Um, so, Sound and Fury, that's one of your favorites. Sound and Fury for this year. And it, it, man, I've been really heavy hip hop for a while. Like, yeah. I've been. See, this is where we do a lot of hip hop. You ever get into XXXTacion? It seems like it's come up in a playlist I've listened to before. Yeah. Dude was killed. He only made like one record, two records. Yeah. And then was killed, and like this, it just—I don't know what it is about him. It's, it's just mesmerizing listening to him, and I only know how to pronounce his name because he said it on a radio show one time. Okay, like, well then, yeah. Yeah, it's like, how do you pronounce XXXTentacion? Yeah, hey, there you go. It's, there you it's go. confusing, you know. Triple yeah. XTentacion sounds easier and better, yeah. but yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I just you know I, I haven't been really impressed with any rock music that's come out recently, and I was just like. It's gonna listen to hip hop for a while because at least there's feeling in that. You yeah, know? at least yeah. you can feel. Like what kind of hip hop? Like give us some. Give I'm us some I'm, stuff. I'm a I'm a terrible terrible person to talk to about hip hop because I like the worst of the worst mumble rap stuff. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why that's why I tell you we differ. Yeah, you know, yeah. I like the worst of the worst mumble rap. Like, like you talking about like Lil John kind of stuff. I don't know what mumble rap is. I no, mumble rap enough. is like that. Mumble rap came out. Five, six years ago? Yeah, five, six years ago. Got real big in 2017. <laughs> it's all about the... It's all about the beat. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what what they say on top of the beat, you probably won't understand it, but the whole thing is they're keeping the time for the most part. Yeah. That's the whole point of it. Yeah. Mm. And they're just saying, like, mummering words that go along with the music, and then they'll say some words, like, really enunciate some words. Oh, it's really okay. weird. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, you'd have to let me hear I like Lupe Fiasco because he, he made you can fun actually, of him. Yeah, you can actually understand what he's saying, yeah. Like, uh, when he put out uh, Hip Hop Saved My Life, that's yeah. one of my favorite rap well, songs of all time. look at you getting up into the hip hop scene. Oh, this different. is why I like Lupe, because he's like a, he's, he's like a real, like, a, uh, a matter of fact, that song is... Uh, I'd have to look up the lyric, but he's like, uh, I, I write what I see. Um, yeah. Not to make it look like it's on TV. Um, and I thought that was deep because, like, a lot of times it's all like MTV cribs for these people. Yeah. And I it's think, a constant And, MTV I, and I think crib. if, like, young people listen to that, I was like, life is not like that. I was like, yeah, it's not listen, real life. Listen to Lupe. Lupe will tell you about real life. When he was making fun of Mumble Rap, it's like, uh, he said, um, he had a line that said, uh, it was stack that cheese was the hook. Yeah. And he said, mother, sister, cousin, stack that cheese. Couldn't think of nothing. Stack that cheese. Okay. And, you know, and he was just making fun. He was like, they're just mumbling. Yeah. They're yeah. not saying anything. They're not saying anything of value. And then, like, the whole the whole mantra of hip-hop saved my life was like, this is a story about a guy who is working so hard to be somebody in hip-hop, but is actually, like, rapping about reality. Yeah. And not talking about drugs and fucking girls. Yeah. Yeah, He's talking about real life. Yeah. Like real shit. It's like Killer Mike do with Run the Jewels. He, uh, Run the Jewels is cool. Yeah, I, I, I can dig down, on them. Yeah. yeah, I get down with Run the Jewels. They just had a new album come out. I think. Well, I think it actually came out in 2018. Though. Yeah. But and, yeah, no, Killer Mike. He's all about empowerment and stuff instead of the clack clack 
clap, you know, look at my money stuff. Watch that cup. See, that's what that's what I listen to. Is, this is this is the hip hop that I get into, like Kendrick Lamar, okay, um, Yellow Wolf. Who I mean, you know, coming oh, yeah. from the Birmingham, Tuscaloosa area for so many of years, course. you know, two guys um, I listen to right there. Yeah, and then um, uh, Tech Nine. Tech I Nine. like I like I like fast talkers. Okay, I like the tongue twisters. Um, gotcha. Like, there's a song that Tech Nine has out called "Worldwide Choppers," and it's all these rappers from all over the world who are doing these little things, and the girl will go turkey, and the guy will in Turkish he'll like rattle off a rap. And what? Then, yeah, it's it's. That's we'll cool. listen to that song uh, at some point. Yeah, that's um, cool, man. I dig but that. But like, I and, and that's why I think I dig Yellow Wolf. Plus, Yellow Wolf's just got that real laid back style. But he can he can get down. And he can fast talk it. He's got a band with Travis Barker. Yeah, I've I, I, I listened yeah. to some of the Yellow. Wolf's oh my band, gosh, what are yeah. they called? They're called. Uh, I don't damn know. it! Yeah, but check that out anyway. Yeah, this when they they strap uh, his Travis Barker's drum set. And Travis Barker, and they'll put him out, and they'll actually rotate it. Like he'll be upside down playing. Drums. I think that's when he did the whole Travis Barker record. That with the with the. Um, I think you're right. The, the cover art was done by Pinhead, who did all of the all of the Metallica art for so many years. Was it Pinhead? Was that his name? Pusshead. Pusshead. Yeah. So that that record, and I'm gonna clarify on this Yellow Wolf shit right quick. Um, yeah, he's from Alabama, right? Yeah, he's, he's from yeah. Birmingham. No, he's from uh, up north. Oh. Yeah, he's yeah, uh, right around that area. Yeah, well, you know, in Huntsville, you're like what hour and a half away from Nashville or some shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was just proud to have a dude from Alabama here. Yeah, no, it's cool. He is killing it too. Like, I don't really get down with this stuff because you know, I like I like garbage rap. As long as he doesn't call out Eminem. Psycho White. The, that that check out that band Psycho White. Psycho White. It's I Travis Barker him. and Yellow Wolf. And there is one song on that EP called um, Push Em, and it is the fastest rap I've ever heard in my life. Okay. It just, have you heard that before? No, I haven't okay. heard well, that. We'll listen yeah, to I will it check more. it out. Yeah, and sure. uh, Skinhead Rob and Tim Armstrong from, uh, Tim Armstrong from Rancid, but Skinhead Rob from Operation Ivy, uh, he was also in... Transplants. Oh man! Yeah, they're okay, on that like record the as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a huge Rancid fan too. I just, I love, I like Tim Armstrong. The whole thing he did with um, the Tim Time Bob and Friends, yeah, yeah, yeah. how he put out a, a one one song a day for an entire yeah. year. That's phenomenal. That's a lot of great nice, cover cool, songs. Yeah. yeah. Much respect for for Tim Time Bob or Tim Armstrong, and he's got a radio show um, out too on non-terrestrial radio, satellite radio. Yeah. Tim and Interrupters. Yeah, and, yeah, man. Yeah, man, the fucking Interrupters. That was the, one of the best. That was the best record from last year. Yeah. That Interrupters record, Fight the Good Fight, man. Yeah, that's a good one for sure. Like, I want to add some more because we had talked about this last week. Um, were you finished? No. Oh, I'm sorry. No. Yeah. What was I talking about? You were, you were on Mumble Rap. Best, oh, best, Mumble anything rap? else? Best records of, of 2019. 2019? Or, yeah. I didn't. I just kind of listened to the same shit I was listening to in 2018, really. Yeah. Like, I didn't really do a whole lot. That's all right. That um, I can remember, you know. I, I listen to... Dude, I'm constantly listening to music. So, you know, it's hard for me to like... Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I, I know what you're saying. Because, dude, there's there's genres that are fucking killing it, though. The alt-country genre right now is fucking killing it. It's almost alt-anything. Yeah, it's, anything <laughs> alternative is killing the game right now. Uh, 
that's okay to be stuck in last year. Yeah. That's okay, because I do that too. Like, I'm still going back to the latest Nathaniel Rateliff and no, I'm some, still, of, my, I'm some still of my favorite it. albums of last year, but I can't stand it when a friend or just, I see somebody just, and we're having a conversation about music, and they was like, this music, it just isn't as good as it was 10, 15, 20, 30 they, years. I you're was like, close minded at that It's because you're not digging deep enough. Yeah, you're, you're, I was you're like, just not hey, looking for good music. What are, you, what are you listening to? <laughs> yeah. If you're, what are you know, trying? We're all still listening. You know, if you're listening to the radio, you're still listening to old shit. But if you got your own music player at some somewhere like we all have, mm-hmm. you have some sort of music that you're sitting yeah. there listening to. <laughs> and when's the last time you went to see a show and it wasn't a reunion tour for yeah. that band you're talking about yeah. that hasn't put a record out in 30 years? <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, Ozzy Osbourne did just put out a new album. Yeah. Ordinary know. Man. Yeah. yeah. That just, you, that just blew you, right to, by me. I was like, okay. To, to add the 2019. Add the 2019. I don't. Did either one of us say uh, Tap Dancing Daddy? Oh, yeah. That was me. You said that? Add it again. Okay. It's yeah. worth it. Yeah. See, I'm so. I'm amazed by y'all's music. Some well, of this I, stuff I've never even heard of. But I mean, of, I, I mean, that's what I do. I do indies only. So yeah, yeah. I get 60, 70, 80 songs a week delivered to me to my email yeah, yeah. and I have to go through these things and I have to research and I have to learn so it's just and I've always been a nerd for that kind of stuff yeah, man. I like, like yeah, I can freaking tell you the drummer's name from some obscure ass band in you know 1997 you know when I, I can't tell you simple algebra I can't do it you know what I mean yeah, it's like yeah. my mother always said that if I knew my schoolwork like I knew music I would have graduated when I was 13 you know yeah but so tap dancing daddy, did we mention? Um, and I think you did, but I want to back it back up again because I was listening to it all day today uh, while I was working. Was uh, was um, Pony uh, Bradshaw? Pony Bradshaw. Uh, what is it? Sudden, Sudden opera. opera. There we go. Oh my gosh, that and I know how. Yeah, but it's the phenomenal freaking record.
How's that grab you? That was Charlatan by Pony Bradshaw off of Sudden Opera. Back to the show. John Calvin Abney, uh, good. Uh, I mean, I, I say he's a friend, but he's somebody I know. Mm-hmm. I interviewed him for Okra Magazine, and he also uh, backs up John Moreland on tour. Uh, he put out a great record uh, this year. My buddy Adam Hood put out a phenomenal record. Coming to the Columbus when Arts is he Council again? in yes. January. Yes, Adam Hood will be at the Columbus Arts Council in Columbus, Mississippi, January twenty fourth. January twenty fourth. It's a January Friday 24th. night. Tickets are just seventeen dollars. Uh, you can get them online um, at the, the website columbus-arts.org. And can I come over and get tickets? You can too. walk over there, and I'll give you tickets. Cool. Or you could get the number off the website and call me. Cool. Uh, that's where I work. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, six to seven every day. You know, not six to seven, but yeah, six days a week. Yeah, um, I'm up there. So why are you uh, there? Yeah. Why are you there working? You there working? Yeah, give me a, give me a call, and I'll hook you up with some tickets. Hell yeah! To go back to uh, the, the Pony Bradshaw album. If you have not had the chance to hear Pony live, you are going to love that album. And when you see Pony live... And Cody. And Cody. I got to... Cody Ray. Yeah. Cody Ray. Got to yep. give it to him. Uh, when you see Pony and Cody live, you'll still listen to that album, but you're going to be thinking about those memories of seeing it live. Yeah. Because it's so much better. He's been coming into my playlist a little more recently. Well, you need, to let, you need to let it ride. Yeah. You need to let it ride. <laughs> yeah, yep. I, I've, every song I've heard from him, I've dug. Like even the songs that you played for me in the truck, mm-hmm. dude, I've dug everything I've heard from him. Yeah, and I think I said the Big Thief record, um, Two Hands, uh, one of my favorites so far this year. I mean, there's been so many other. Like, there's a band called Dry Cleaning. They put out a record that's really cool. Love that band name too, by the way. Yeah. Um, a band called Basement Revolver put out an EP called Wax and Digital that's really cool. You know, I mean, I could go on these indie bands like kind of all day long. I could, um, I, I could, like, uh, there's a band called Sports Team that put out an EP this year, and Jamie Nettles agrees with me. Phenomenal record. My favorite record so far, I think, of twenty uh, of 2019, it's gonna have to be Iguana Death Cult. They just put out a new record. I love those. They guys, just man. put out a new record called New Casino, Nude Casino, <laughs> and it freaking blew me away. Was that lightning that just flashed yeah. by me? And yeah. there's thunder, and there goes the cat. There goes the kitty. <laughs> Right after we posted the last episode yeah. of Untapped in Vinyl, I had four people text me. It was like, Iguana Def Cult is good. Yes, and they I was are. Like, we, we ain't shitting you. Yeah, and they're from <laughs> yeah. some obscure country. Let me find out where they're and, from. Uh, as soon as I heard about them, dude, from y'all, from YouTube. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I gotta check this shit out. Iguana Def Cult. It just kind of rings it's a bell, like, don't it? Let's check uh, it out. What does that even sound like? Yeah. What is what what is this going to be? Yeah. And it's so good when you get in it. Yeah, hell yeah. They're from Rotterdam, Sweden. Is that Rotterdam? Is that in Sweden or is that Amsterdam? No, that's Amsterdam. I thought that was Amsterdam. <laughs> Rotterdam. It's in, it's in Europe. It's over there, across yeah, that pond. It's that somewhere water, that, that I don't that live. Gap of water. Yeah, so I, I, I guess I hit a bunch of bands that I, I talked about last week, but I guess I did, I, I've kind of forgotten, you know, um, who all I had talked about. But I definitely want to make sure that I that I mentioned Taylor Hollingsworth and Tap Dancing Daddy because that he, he played at the Sunstroke, right? Yep, he, he did. did. He did with Brad Armstrong one then night. Then he played at uh, Druid City Brewing. Yep. Okay, which I did not make it to that show, and he was supposed to join us for an episode of Untapped and Vinyl, but I was unable to go, so yeah. it didn't happen. It, it Didn't would, get a chance to get drunk with Taylor Hollingsworth. I guess just to plug again, like 
I, I, I gave all of mine the last episode, but I do want to plug that Hanging Tough by Spencer Thomas. Uh, the more time I spend with that album, the more I like it. But it, it's like more my style. Yeah. Yeah. One came to me just a second ago. Come on. Dirty Head, Supermoon. Yeah. Closest sublime sounding band I've been able to find since Bradley died. I like Dirty Heads. I, like I know Dirty Heads, but I know from what we play on Alt One Hundred One Seven. So yeah, I just know the the popular stuff. You need to go stuff, in. You know? need to go into the yeah. deep tracks. Dude. I need it's to because nice. they're, they're all every time they come on, I crank them up. Yeah, you know? it's nice. I, I like them. They're so. really good. Yeah, Supermoon is an awesome album. I'm trying to remember the the single off that album right now, dude. And it'll come to me. I'll come mm-hmm. back to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All the way through, it's like it's one of those albums that as soon as you hit play on it, you're right there. It's it's a little different from any other other albums, but it's still good. And while we're all just kind of thinking, I want to plug Flower Moon Records out in California with Maria Taylor. Uh, this is part of Taylor Hollinsworth, his sister-in-law. Yep. yep. Uh, Louis Schifano put out Opposite Side of the World earlier this year. Mm-hmm. That's a good album. You should. Um, I'm gonna ask him if I can send you some tracks from Definitely that album. Do. That would Definitely, be good yes. for indies only. Yes. Let me also say Sin and Redemption by David Newbold. You turn me on to that record. Is that not good? It's a fucking phenomenal record. Yes. <laughs> so yes, that's a good. That's that goes. David, my, I told you. That'll, that'll pop into my top ten. And I've played him on Indies Only ever since you yeah, sent you it played, to me. Yeah, you played. You played both yep. those songs I sent you. Yep. Yep. I've got some more to yep. send you too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Song. I love that Night Surf. I had a, a big. I was texting him. Is that the lead singer that I'm texting that's with? Jamie. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I was a little confused because I don't think I ever heard that they were from Starkville, and so when I went to look for Night Surf. The band from New Brooklyn came up, Night mm-hmm. Surf. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, they're inactive though. Oh, are they? Yeah. Well, because, like that's, that's why they keep the name Night Surf. Cause Night Surf's a cool name. Yeah, Night Surf is a cool ass name. Before that, band, it was Fat Axel, but members changed. Jamie. Yeah. Oh, Jamie. I remember Fat Axel that's playing Jamie. Elbow Room. That's okay. Jamie. Okay, yeah. got you. That's Jamie. Yeah. Some I think a member moved and. Yeah. They still want to do a thing, so they uh, restructured. Yeah, it's restructured kind of like what and the right rebranded. Moves. Yeah. Let's let's do this. Each of us, and I, I'm not gonna put a, a. It has to be this year. If you had to give three bands or artists to listen to, right now on the spot, and I'll go first. What like does it have to be new bands? Doesn't have to be just okay. somebody that you want people to learn. But I want you to share who we were listening to before we started. Okay. Oh, most definitely. We'll and I want to hear this. Ever. Share that story, man, about them. About five eight yes. band out of Athens. Have you heard of five eight? I haven't. Um, so I found this record. I was working shit, man. This is my first radio gig. I worked at WMUW here in Columbus on the W what? campus. Really? Um, yeah. Back when they were a public radio station. Um, and I told the story on the very first um, Untapped and Vinyl. But my friend Scott worked there. He asked me to come in one Saturday and sit in with him. I got there. The guy that was on before him said, "Hey, are you are you you know Shane? My real name." Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, "Yeah." He was like, um, yeah, Scott called and said he was sick. I, I, he wants me to show you what to do. So that was my first experience in radio. I'd never walked in a radio station. It was friend that didn't show up. Yeah. Two-hour oh, shift shit. spinning vinyl. Oh, God, uh, so, yeah. never done it again. Yeah. It was when radio was live. Yeah. Yeah. So there was oh, like two, two turntables side by side. Props, so sir. working there, Very I discovered sir. this band out of Athens called Five Eight. They released uh, Their first record was called I Learned Shut <laughs> Up. And... Blew my mind. So yeah. we at one point went down to Jackson to see him at this old. I don't even know if the place is there anymore. Called Midnight Sun. 
So we went down there to see them, and I'm standing there, and it's kind of a place was kind of bare at that point, maybe 10, 15 people kind of milling around. And this guy gets on stage with a, and he picks up a guitar, and he's got a hoodie on. I think he's got shorts on, and he just starts playing this song called Weirdo. And just it's just a solo thing, him and the guitar. It's got a real high pitched voice. It's kind of crazy sounding, but I'm totally engaged in it. And next thing I know, the guy standing next to me gets up and gets on stage with him, grabs a bass guitar, and they just break out into this like blistering hour and, and thirty minute set. It just blew my fucking mind. So I found this band Five Eight, and so that's one of the bands that I would say um, check out. If I'm doing it, I'm going to do it right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some of my most obscure favorites. So 5-8, check out 5-8, Band Out of Athens. Check out, now they're no longer together, but there's a different incarnation now with the lead singer David Eugene Edwards, one of my favorite songwriters or just musicians in general. Um, he's got a band called Woven Hand now, but the band's 16 Horsepower. Um, probably check out Sackcloth and Ashes or their first self-titled record. Or the um, the one with Sacra Religion on it. What was that record called? Low Estate. So the first three 16 horsepower records. Um, oh my gosh! Now I'm going to be stuck on a third one for you to check out. Because um, I mean, I always want to say check out Lucero if you've never checked out Lucero. That's what I was like. You know, yeah. And you know what, John? I was thinking about it too. When you were talking about Sublime. We got to get we got to get old uh, Alan tattooed up, man. Yeah, we got to get some favorite we got to get some favorite bands on his arm because. Like me, I've got Sick of It All right here, the Sick of It All Dragon. I've got Lucero right there. You've got Sublime. Got Sublime, and then I got a red mosquito for Pearl Jam in here in my ditch. So then we need to get we need to get Alan get some uh, Good luck, band of boys. horses. Come on, man. I've, got, I've got a tattoo on my back. Yeah. I didn't know you had one. I didn't even know you had one. It looks or like I couldn't it, remember. It looks like straight shit. <laughs> Let's see it. <laughs> I'll show you. I'll show you. Uh, so the story behind that was I was sixteen. And, um, oh man! Somebody was breaking the rules. This is going bad yeah, already. There was never any rules. It was at a house. Oh god! Oh, so we're already okay, yeah. we're already yeah. way off now. Yeah, yeah dude. And it, uh, we were drinking. We were partying at the house at night. And, so it's uh, an India ink tattoo. No, it was legit. Like he legit oh. had a the tattoo gun. Tattoo gun, yeah. yeah. And, uh, like, he had just given a guy a tattoo, and we had got to drinking, and the whole time, he was like, Alan, you need a tattoo? And I was like, yeah. And I didn't want to tell him, but it was like, not from you. Because <laughs> I've, I've seen your work. <laughs> and then the night went on, and I woke, right. up, woke up next morning on the couch. Here you are with a tattoo. And there I am with a tattoo. And I'm like, oh, shit. Here we go. <laughs> is it something? What is it? Something weird? Can you tell? What is it of? It's my old nickname. Okay, so it's just letters. I wish. Oh. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. What is so this? the old nickname is Fire okay. with flames coming off. And if that isn't bad enough, let's get some redneck. Got some barbed wire underneath. Okay. And so I've been working like Alex when I was, we were talking about tattoos. And he was like, show me your tattoo. And I was like, I don't show anybody my tattoo. He's like, you ashamed of it? And I was like, it's not that I'm ashamed of it. It's like, I don't want to give you another reason to make fun of me. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's like, what if I could fix it? And I was like, we're going to need to draw a dragon. <laughs> so it's big. Dude, it's like, yeah. Okay, yeah, it's big. It's like that on my back. That's a, yeah, that's a big tattoo. It's like a five by five. 
Mm-hmm. So you had to cover up with like you'd have to cover it with like a seven by ten. So that's what I've been thinking about uh, as far as tattoo wise. It's like number one is like I want that to be something better, sure, something cool, or yeah. get a laser and like burn that thing out. Lasering hurts more than getting a tattoo. I'll go ahead and tell you that for sure. Lasering hurts more than getting a tattoo. Well, I couldn't tell you, like, dude, it it took my brother, thanks Trey, and uh, supposed good friend at the time, Justin, holding me up against the wall. Oh, while I so was getting you got it. this thing unwillingly, man. It, no, it wasn't that I was unwilling. It was that I couldn't even sit up straight. Like I was hammered. Oh, you were shit hammered. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, yeah. And that was a great time to get a tattoo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. When your blood's good and thin, yeah. and oh, you yeah. make sure you bleed out or something. Yeah, they used a towel. The whole towel. It went from white to red. I don't doubt that one bit. Yeah. Because yeah. I've gotten wow. I've gotten some tattoos and I've just been drinking and bled so much more than. I've, you know. I've been, um, with yep. the exception of my first one, which there was only like one or two beers involved. But I've never been drinking well. Got any of my tattoos? Well, I mean, I but just, the, I've gotten a bunch of conventions and stuff, so you know we're drinking the whole sure, time. Sure, yeah, gotcha. Shit. One of the yeah. first tattoos, or not one of the first tattoos. One of the first podcasts that we did, we done it with uh, Roger from over at Coons. Yeah, yeah, I know Roger. And um, while we were sitting down doing the podcast, uh, Coon was in the back. Yeah, drawing up a tattoo for me, and it was this microphone. All right. And like he's like, I want to put it on, like he said, maybe right here on your bicep. And he said, we'll put it upside down just like you hang it. And he said, we're going to make the uh, this right here where the cable comes out. That's going to be the blunt. <laughs> and he said, we're going to put a head on it, and we're going to have smoke coming off of it. And it's going to be just right there on your arm. And I was Do like, it. that's pretty dope. And he said, we'll even put that cage on it. No pun intended. <laughs> Do it. Do it. I say do it, man. I highly recommend everybody having at least seven. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you've got plenty, man. So I'm not opposed to tattoos. I have a tattoo, but uh, i just been trying to figure out how the hell I'm going to get that looking right. So usually a cover-up's got to be way fucking bigger than the tattoo. That's what I'm thinking. I was like, we need a dragon. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's going to have to be something pretty solid yeah. to cover up. I mean, I don't know what exactly you have back there. And well, what I'll show you like how shitty it is here in just a little but, bit. Yeah, yeah. so... I'm, I'm but, tempted to show y'all on the air so we can get like them reactions like, oh, sh- that is bad. Yeah, oh, God, <laughs> no, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I'm. I don't have perfect tattoos. I got some shitty ones, um, but they all have a story behind them, and I'm cool with that. Yeah. As you long know, as your tattoos mean something, that's all that matters. Yeah, Lucero has a song called "All Sewn Up." It's all sewn up with bad tattoos. You I know, don't, I, I don't. <laughs> re- I don't regret it. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah I don't regret any of mine. I, got and, a uh, shitty one I remember here. the first time that my ex-wife saw my tattoo, and she said, oh, my God. And I said, yeah, but you'll have to hear the story behind it. <laughs> and, like, you know, when I got, and I didn't tell the whole thing. I just gave you the fast-forward version. Mm-hmm. But, um, kind of a cool story, and kind of a, me being a dumbass. But well, you know. Half, you know. Everybody you know, you got to do it, man. Yeah. Live got, and learn, you know. I've got, a, I've got a real bad one on my arm. It's on my arm, too, man. So... I figure pain a little. Yeah. All right. So, what are your three? My three. Who do you recommend people to check out? You definitely need to check out the Dirty Heads. They're awesome. They have an album. It's the their very first album's called A Port in Any Storm. It's awesome. It'll give you a nice introduction to the band, and then if you want to get into like deeper stuff, go to their acoustic album. 
it's called, I can't even remember what it's called. It's just, it's got like this Grateful Dead looking image on the cover. It's really good. It's acoustic. It's got some great songs on it. So definitely check them out for sure. That's my one. Mm-hmm. And, um, man, it's hard to say, dude. Like, I want to say, just to kind of understand, you know, a little background, you should definitely check into Mark Chestnut. Okay. I like the Mark Chestnut. You should check in the Mark Chestnut. It's old. You're he's not going to find very, new music from Mark Chestnut. He's a you know very, no, happen? he's still putting out new stuff. Is he? Yes, he is. Yes, because I've I come from working country oh, yeah, radio. you for are country years. radio. Yeah, yes. yeah. So, you know no, what's going to happen? I'm going to look Mark Chestnut. Too oh, high to fish. And I'm going to realize. Too high to fish. Oh, Mark y'all, man, come on. Going too, to the Big D and Don't Mean Dallas. That, yeah, Was yeah. that him? Wait, yes. Okay, yes. Okay, yeah. And then he does recently. Gosh, man, I'm showing like okay. I did work country radio for eleven yeah, years, man. so but he he did a I forget who originally did the song like Charlie, um, not Charlie Pride, but a song called Rolling with the Flow, mm-hmm. and Mark Chestnut redid it, and it is I have heard that phenomenal. Song. Yeah, it's really phenomenal. good. Yeah, yes. so good plug, man. Yeah, yeah, man. No, he is awesome. It's you know his he is he was a '90s country artist that never really. Jumped out there to make you know that lasting impression, but he is awesome. All of his songs are really good. And then, this is hard. It's tough. That's I got, why I, I settled on Lucero lastly. Sturgill Simpson. All of his stuff's really good. Yeah. Okay. I like it all. I love those first two records. They're my favorite. I'm gonna give y'all two right off the bat from Memphis. Um, both of these guys came from Star Massey, my favorite Memphis band. Dude, they're so good. I want, I want you to check out Black Betty. It's softer, and uh, it's very different. A lot of it's quite electronic. Um, check that out. I think it's so it's a well made project. It's a six song EP, but that's not all there is. You can find um, everything that he's released, live videos on the Porch Talk Facebook page and also on his page. I'd rather you check it out there. Yeah. And also I want you to find Jeremy Stanfield. Jeremy Stanfield. He, he played drums for uh, Star Massey. But that's not all that Jeremy's done. Jeremy had been in the music. Oh, does he not play drums for Star Massey anymore? He still does. Okay, okay. Still does. I was about to but say. He, he's, he's, a, he's a songwriter now and he does his own solo project. But even before Star Massey, yeah. he was so... Uh, prevalent in the Memphis music scene. Oh yeah, uh, for years as a young child, like when he was, I want to say it started maybe at eleven. But and like, don't quote me on that. But yeah, well, no, no, no. And then number three, uh, as always, it's not hard for me to tell you because I'm going to play it for you probably at the end of the show. Taylor Hollinsworth. Yes, <laughs> brother Taylor Hollinsworth. Oh, love <laughs> that's just such the dude. One of the most amazingly talented people I've ever met. Seriously, seriously, I, 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 everything about Taylor is just cool. I'm gonna have to give him. A, I'm gonna have to give him a listen. Like I've will, heard we'll some listen, of his stuff, like Westphalia, that damn song. Everything about that damn song, and you can play it on the show because he'd give you like free run on everything. Oh my yeah, gosh! Like yeah. I've heard the songs that he's played on, you know, Porch Talk, and yeah. I'm just like. This stuff's good. Yeah. It's the same way with uh, Pony Bradshaw. Bradshaw. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Taylor and his wife have a band called Dead Fingers that's really fucking good, too. Really? Ring okay. Around Saturn. That's my favorite song. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah, and I heard your interview with, with Taylor, and he was talking about his first band. I used to play on Indies Only, Taylor and the Puffs. 
Um, and I've got that album out in the trunk, dude. Yeah. Do you want to take a trip down memory and, lane? And there was, I think, I think <laughs> and the, the label he kept talking about, he never name-dropped the label, and I don't know if they still exist anymore, but years ago, Sky Bucket Records in Birmingham put out some really cool shit. I don't right now, off the top of my head, I believe some of the um, the, the, the Katie and Allison Crutchfield stuff was put out on there um, that they did before they became Waxahachie and... Um, swearing um, but uh, do check out I don't know if you can look around and just try to find Sky Bucket Records they put out some really cool shit and Taylor and the Puffs I think were a part of Sky Bucket well there you go yeah so anything else to add or subtract listen to more punk rock and I, drink I'm gonna fucking, give that like you know, seven lance and, arms listen and, to more fucking punk rock and drink good beer I can't believe Black Flag didn't come up I did, briefly. I was like talking about, because anything Henry Rollins was involved in. But actually... Oh, there it was, there it was. There yes, was. yes. But, but actually, the... Um, and, oh, damn it, if I... There's a really cool documentary. Um, you guys are not fathers, but there's... Well, a, I got a kid. Do you? Yeah. yeah. I didn't I know a, this. I got a 10-year-old, man. She'll well, damn, I did not know this, yes, man. Shit. Dude. Okay. Well, see, I, I, my mind just turned 19, so I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh. Um... But no, it's called the other F word, and it's about all these punk rockers, you know, who are oh, fathers now. Dad, it's yeah. really cool. Yeah, it's a really cool dad. film. Um, yeah. But it, it uh, I can't not remember the very first lead singer for Black Flag, um, not Keith Morris, but the other dude. He's in the movie, and he's my favorite Black Flag lead singer. Honestly, I really loved it. But the songs got really long whenever Henry Rollins took part in it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then also too. Mate, y'all are friends with me on Facebook. Did you see the freaking benefit concert where Henry Rollins had Cindy Lauper join him for Rise Above by Black Flag? I did see that. Holy yes. shit. And then she did The Beautiful People with Marilyn Manson. Yeah. But then kept having ear problems and it was like it was uh, so awkward. Yeah. And Marilyn was just like, What the fuck did I bring you? Why am I here yeah. with you? I've, yeah, I've she's got her. a mohawk now and looking cool, man. Yeah. I, I've always I had a lot of respect for yeah, her for years. Yeah. She's cool. She's always done her own shit, you know. All right, I'm babbling now. No, okay, no, wrap no. it up, Alan. <laughs> Monk, Big John, thank y'all so much, man. This has been another off the untapped and. Yeah, off the untapped end. That was what it was originally. Off, off the untapped end. Yeah. <laughs> so um, off the deep untapped yeah yeah, yeah I like it guys that's, we didn't get blown away we no didn't. we didn't there's some thunder and lightning and then also to everybody I think this is like the first time that Sushi my cat she jumped up on the table and meowed several times as she was walking around the microphone that's because we the kitties so, love me man so meet, the kitties yeah, love me that's it meet Sushi yeah yeah well, guys we're gonna walk on out the door hey thank y'all for listening we're out of here Take care, guys. See ya. News and notes. Covered a lot of ground with bands, uh, so I will have that list of different artists and bands mentioned throughout the show and um, more uh, than what was mentioned on the show for you to go check out as you go. Business as usual, I would ask that you would rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Uh, follow us on social media. On uh, We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, you can find us there on YouTube as well. Uh, so just thank you for continuing to show support and uh, for giving these artists a shot as uh, they come on the show. 
going to walk this thing out with Taylor Hollinsworth. And uh, we're going to play Westphalia off of his album Life with a Slow Ear. Peace out. Time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.